it's more than just showcasing product. It was really talking about who is behind the product. Our mission has been always to inspire no? diverse young voices to create and to promote sustainable opportunities for what they're doing. From NYC by Design, this is The Mic, a podcast that offers an inside look into New York City's most creative minds. I'm your host, Debbie Millman. From projects to products, inspirations, and more, join us each episode as I talk to members of New York City's design community about what makes design so outstanding. This season, we're exploring the theme of Our Future City. We'll discuss how New York is being revitalized, reinvented, and rediscovered through design. The brightest voices in design come from all over the world. By bringing international talent together in one place, where all their creative voices live together harmoniously, we can develop innovative solutions, foster collaboration, and showcase the latest and greatest in design. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with three guests that have played leading roles in developing international design shows that spark innovative collaborations and create really unique opportunities. I'm excited to introduce Odile Anneau and Claire Pichola, founders of Wanted Design, and Emilio Cabrero, partner at C. Cupica Architects and director of Design Week Mexico. Thank you all for being here. First, I would like to introduce Odile Anno and Claire Pichola, founders of Wanted Design. With an innate passion for design and creativity, the French-born duo met in October 2010 in New York City and decided to combine their vision, expertise, and passion to initiate a movement within the New York design community to build a world-renowned design platform. Wanted Design with a trade show, an online venue, multiple design school programs, a residency program at Industry City, and with a permanent design store in Brooklyn is a year-long international creative platform that brings together the global design community to showcase, discuss, and share exciting, inspiring, and innovative projects and designers. The Wanted Design Manhattan Show is co-located with the International Contemporary Furniture Fair at the Javits Center, taking place each year during the NYC by Design Festival. For the past two years, Wanted Design has joined forces with ICFF to launch an innovative digital trade event titled Close Up, and the Wanted Design platform recently celebrated its 10th anniversary in 2020. Odile and Claire, thank you so much for joining us today. It's so great to have you here. Can you tell us the story behind how you both met and conceived the Wanted Design platform? I want all the details. Sure. It's all, all stuff. So yeah, first Wanted Design is a human story. It's really the story of Odile and I meeting and being in New York City. So how did we meet? We were both... French New Yorkers, as you said, for many years in the design world. And we had we didn't know each other, we never met. And Odile was running a design gallery in New York City. And I had just left my position at 
as um, North American marketing manager for Roche-Beaubois. And I was working on different design projects. And, and we met a friend of ours, introduced uh, us to each other. Uh, it was a very random introduction. And it all started that day. I mean, in the first few hours that we sat together in October 2010, we started to brainstorm. We had the same vision for creating a new design event in New York City. We had completely different background, network, expertise, but somehow we had the same values and we wanted to achieve the same goals. And it felt like it was the right time. Probably the right project, also the right time for both of us. We were this time in our careers and in our lives where we were ready uh, for something different. And it was a lot of those big risks. It was a lot of risk taking. And but we just jumped in this together. And it felt like New York was very ready for it too. It felt like there was a call for uh, something new and something creative and innovative that would bring people together. So the design community in New York really accepted our project and embraced what we were doing and, and felt that they could have a part of it. And that's what we wanted. We wanted the New York design community to feel that they were not outside of that project, but really within the project to help us bring the design community together. And, you know, we saw the opportunity and, and we wanted to build an original event reflecting truly what New York uh, is about. And, you know, that was the foundation of Want to Design. It was a rendezvous for the local and international design industry and community, combining culture and commerce that was very important for us and still is today. And we wanted to bring a spotlight on American design, which I guess is very ironic for two French uh, <laughs> people in New York. But we were super excited about American design and, and we felt that we didn't know enough about it. And that was strange and there was something to do there. So we learned about American design and, and then we really wanted to, to talk about it. It was about creating this platform as an international rendezvous. Uh, for the local community in New York, but also for the international designers. Did your French backgrounds help you curate an American show and experience? How did that influence the way you approach your work, if at all? I think for sure, uh, our European background, I would say not just French, but let's say European background, certainly was there with the vision of the show. I mean, we obviously spent a lot of time talking to European designers. We uh, did visit all the European-based shows. And what was interesting for us at this time is that we were for a long time in New York City and we had a great understanding of the design scene in New York, but also the U.S. market. So we had a great appreciation and knowledge of the design market, but we still had this approach, let's say the the vision for a trade show coming from Europe, which meant for us, it's more than just showcasing product. It was really talking about who is behind the product and the cultural background and providing a, a deeper understanding of what design means and, and what is behind a product. And also what was important for us is to talk in a broader way about design to an American audience. So when we started the show, it was obviously for professionals, but we also wanted to talk about design to, to New Yorkers, because I think for us in France and Europe, it's very part of, of our culture. We, we grew up with a sense of, oh, yeah, I want to 
to the decoration, the, the appreciation of that. And we understood there was an opportunity here to, uh, to talk uh, to de- uh, about design to a broader audience. So I think definitely that, that helped us defining what this show will be. And, uh, and I guess right away we had feedback of really very established personality in the U.S., in the design industry, and they all we realized how much they appreciated our European touch and the way we were actually designing our show and, and the, the, the way we communicate about the show, the way we created this background for welcoming people, the way we welcome people. We always talk about this coffee, the little coffee station that we had the very first year. And, and really, I mean, it was creating this uh, place where people enjoyed spending time. So again, for us, it was not just presenting product, but it was welcoming people like we welcome them at home. Tell us a little bit about your name. I had to ask you that. <laughs> Wanted Design. How, how did you come up with that? And, and is there any backstory you can share? Yeah, we actually remember being at the tunnel in the space where we, we wanted to host the event. We were working on this idea of this event that was at the tunnel. And we were brainstorming on how we could be a little provocative, but also making people curious about what we were doing. I mean, if you think about it, we were launching an offsite show at the same time as ICFF and a few blocks from it. So it was a little like we're the bad, bad kids on the street kind of story. But at the same time, we always told the story at the beginning that we felt like the outlaws of, <laughs> of design in New York just by starting this event. But it's, I think also wanted to create desire for people to be to want to be part of it so it was this idea of we want you to feel wanted and not just the outlaws uh, <laughs> wanted poster but that was definitely part of it I mean there was a little bit of a provocative like wanted to shake the New York design scene a little bit in a nice way always thinking how can we just get people to be curious about what we want to do yeah, call for luck, call for action. I love names that have lots of different potential meanings depending on your own point of view and in, in thinking about it. Wanted Designs shows are known for expertly combining commerce and culture in a really uniquely stylish way. How do you approach your curation to expand the focus to not only the product, but also the people behind the designs? For us, again, it it goes back to this notion of to really help all the the manufacturers and, and the designers to develop their businesses. It's not just about, okay, this is what we do. Really, again, it was bringing back the culture of design and bringing back the story behind the product. So right at the beginning, we thought we just, we, we want this rendezvous to not just for manufacturers and buyers. We want that place for meeting with curators, with editors, with also faculties from the schools, for students, really to have a conversation around design. It was very important to note, we had the ICFF, which is a trade show. And for us, to be successful in, in uh, of course, in helping the brands and the professionals to develop their businesses, we had to bring another layer, a deeper layer, and really bring the sense of why we are doing that. And for us, having the story behind of all those countries represented in our show, that's the most interesting part, I would say. What is the identity of American design? Yes, French design? Yes, but also we have from 
every country who are participating to wanted. And for us, this part is so interesting. And that's what the people wants to look at. When they come to visit the show, it's not just to look at things, to talk to people. And you, you need to have interesting story to tell. So again, providing a deeper understanding of the of what is the design. And uh, that was very important for us. And come on, we are in New York, so we have to have richer, fewer layers into, the, into this event. Wanted Design returns every year as an anchor event during the NYC by Design Festival. And you've both been closely involved in the festival since its conception in 2013. How has the festival evolved over the past 10 years? And how has your role evolved as well in the festival? To be honest, something we maybe not have mentioned yet is when we started Wanted Design in 2011, our hope that was that it may be the foundation of a design week because we have to remind people that at that time, what people were calling the Design Week New York, it was ICFF mainly. We didn't have a, a, an official Design Week at that time. And uh, we thought that was crazy to be in New York for us, the most exciting city to be and to visit and not to have a real Design Week. So when we started Wanted Design, we actually had a vision, like a mini, it was a pilot of a design week. And we were hoping that it will bring the city of New York uh, interested to actually create a, an official design week. And we reached out to all the people we knew, professional organization, again, museum and, and important retailers to talk about that, how we can make sure that we have a real design week. And in 2013, the city of New York decided to launch NYC by Design and actually invited this group of people to be part of what was the steering committee to help them to actually build the design week. It was NYC and Co. that actually started the first two years, maybe, to lead NYC by design with EDC, Economic Development Corporation of New York. So they had no really understanding and no expertise in design. They didn't know exactly who was part of this community, who should be part of it. So they invited all of us to be part of this community to help them to uh, to structure the design week and tell and help them to say, okay, what, what does that mean to do a design week? So the very first year, 2013, was also the first year we uh, were approached by Industry City in Brooklyn, uh, which is this amazing campus. And uh, we had a chance to start also Wanted Design Brooklyn there. And it was a, an amazing opportunity to host, for example, the, the big party. And space is what is difficult to get, right? In New York, in Manhattan, and in Brooklyn, suddenly we had this gigantesque open space and, and outdoor space. So we actually, right the first year, we said, okay, we were super involved and we are still very involved, but we were like, let's do something crazy. Let's do something that we have never been done before. So we hosted the first two years, I think, the opening night of NYC by Design. And we have been really passionate since then to really meet every month. We have been, that's unique. And we were part of this group of World Design Week that Emilio may mention later on, but we are working together with other Design Week from all over the world and where we were brainstorming about all our differences, all our challenges as design weeks, I was always thinking and saying, you know, we are unique in New York. That's the only design week that is operating like that with a steering committee that represents everyone from schools to museum to professional organization to the city of New York. And we have been meeting since then every month. So it's a pretty unique model, very involved and very since the very, very beginning. Yeah. And it certainly evolved those last year. 
One of the things that I think is so interesting about your practice is how focused you are on finding independent talent. I read that Innie Archibong recently sat down for an interview at Wanted Design Manhattan and spoke about the support that your platform and, and you both have provided since the early stages of his career. Tell us about how you became passionate about both discovering and spotlighting emerging voices in design. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, supporting emerging design has been since the very first year, a big focus for Wanted Design. I think it just started because we wanted to be that platform for designers to gather and, and interact and, and create these opportunities. But eventually we realized that there's really not much in the US, for sure, for young designers. There's no platform that helps young designers to get their work out there. It was a way for us to create this uh, ecosystem where designers could come and show their prototypes. And we launched this program called Launchpad, which is for international designers. And designers can apply we have a selection process and we select a group of designers every year. And these designers get to show at Wanted Design Manhattan their work. And the beauty of Wanted Design Manhattan, because it's human scale, because of the way it's curated, manufacturers come and visit and they are looking for these talents because they, it's the first time they have access to so many international talents. So that was one part of the program that, or one part of the initiative we created for uh, young talents and emerging design. But then with the schools, when we um, launched the design schools workshop in 2012, and after that, when we, when we launched the international school exhibit at One Design Brooklyn at Industry City, and then two years ago, we launched Wanted Online with the international school show, and we launched a Conscious Design Award for uh, students. So we had all these programs supporting emerging talents, international emerging talents. And what's really fascinating in that ecosystem is that we can see and we've seen some students participating at Wanted Design through their school and then graduating. And then the year after being part of Launchpad, and then the year after being part of Lookbook, which is another program that we have for North American designers. And then within all this, for them having the opportunity to meet manufacturers that come from abroad, like Giulio Capellini, who's been on the Launchpad jury for years, or like, you know, Nani Martina, that I think of an example because she actually picked a Launchpad designer a few years ago and launched her collection in Salone for them having the opportunity to meet the manufacturers, but also having the opportunity to meet other designers that are in the same boat and need the same advice. And so that ecosystem is also feeding within itself uh, the designers who are looking for resources or answers or peers to share and collaborate. Honestly, it's been one of our most rewarding like, part of our activity is to see these talents grow and find them in school and then see them evolve through their career and using Wanted Design as the platform, as a network and as a community. 
You mentioned finding them in school. Do you have various curatorial uh, approaches or secrets that you use to find hidden or undiscovered talent? We have a few, but I, I wanted to mention one that is super important is that we are very connected to the design schools from all over the world. And uh, we have built this big network of, of schools that are participating either workshop, exhibiting. Uh, we organize design forum with the educators. And super important for us because we get their feedback on, on the, what is important for their students when they go out of school. And we have access. Uh, we also organize, um, uh, we promote the, the launch pad and we somehow recruit. I was looking back at the international school show that we did last year. When I see all, we had almost 200 students from all over the world. And we had 15 schools from all over the world. And I was someone asked me, do you know this person? She, she wrote on her resume that she won the Conscious Design Award from Wanted Design. Do you recommend her? We want to recruit her and we want to hire her. And I was going back to that. And I was like, okay, yes, she's very good. But also you can look at this and this. So we, again, we have all this material and all those programs that we have a chance to organize and we meet with the students. It's super personal. I think that's super personal. And then, of course, when we go all over the shows all around the world, also that's where we also look at projects that are exhibited on other design week, of course, all over the world. Thank you for doing so much to bring new talent to the world, for nurturing creative ingenuity in the way that you do. And if you can stick around for a bit, I'd love to have you rejoin our conversation after I chat with Emilio Cabrero. Next, I'm so happy to introduce Emilio Cabrero, Mexico City-based architect, designer, curator, and creative consultant who has been recognized for his participation in independent projects, foundations, and companies worldwide. Emilio Cabrero has played a leading role as the director of Design Week Mexico, a citywide celebration that promotes Mexican design in the global scene. The organization pursues taking design to the streets with innovative educational and curatorial projects, which help build consciousness on how design can positively affect the way people live. Emilio, thank you so much for being here. First, I'd love to know more about how you discovered your passion for design. Tell us a little bit about your design history. Well, uh, I think that uh, being a uh, professionally formed as an architect, you are always related with your design. I think that the moment that did click for me was, was when I visited the, the Mies van der Rohe pavilion in Barcelona. It just, it, it all came very clear for, for me. And then in 91 years, ages ago, <laughs> I had, we had the chance to go to the, to the Milano Fair, Furniture Fair. And it was another world. You know, you needed to get the magazines from all around the world to see like the new products and the new design. And uh, William Sawaya was just starting Sawaya Moroni or it used to exist Saporiti and so many brands that are now gone. Or you used to see Philip Stark at the stand presenting his products. You no, know, it was completely another world. And, and we were like, where are you from? Mexico. Oh, really? That sounded really far. Distances were big back then. Design Week Mexico was established in 2009. How has the program evolved since its inception? 
I think that it has evolved in 800 degrees for sure. And we've turned it around completely because when we started, it used to be a lot of imports and it used to be like working with international companies and getting like all the big brands on board. And they were arriving to Mexico because we have the free trade agreement and we had also the free trade agreement with Europe. So all these international brands that before weren't available to us were getting into the country. And now I think it has changed completely and it's more local. That over the years, we, we have created an industry, a lot of designers that have been nerdish and, and brought up by us. And, um, and those designers are now small brands, local brands that are reshaping the design scene in Mexico and are creating a movement that I would call it like the new Mexican house. It's a lot to do with our roots, with what we find locally and with the traditions that we have here in craftsmanship. But at the same time, it has an international perspective because it is a, a global city, but we are very local. And I think that has been the main change all over the years. What about Mexico City do you think makes for a prime special destination to celebrate design? I can say that if you come to Mexico City and you go to the design places, you will have a, a very good time because you will not see the usual suspects. So <laughs> you, those, you can find them around the world. You, know, it, it is, you can go to the Fair in Milan or even you go to New York you know, or you go to any city in Berlin or whatever. There are the big companies were all around and they have the power to invest in these huge installations, pavilions, shows. And I think here the thing is very local. It's very rooted to the city, to to the country, and, and to the local production. So I think that has been a huge change. We have a lot of companies that were participating as students. Then they were with their startups at, at Inedito, which is our platform that launches new talents. And then there are companies, small companies locally, probably like you would find in Brooklyn with many designers and they do their own craftsmanship and, and projects. And this is what we're seeing here in Mexico City now. In 2018, Mexico City was awarded the yearly World Design Capital designation. And I happened to be at Design Week in Mexico that time. At that time, it was an absolutely glorious experience. Tell us a little bit about what the designation as World Design Capital means and entails. Well, it, it meant mostly to make the community work together. When you have a common goal, that I think that made our, our community to be more connected, to be more authentic in what they were doing. And I think that the design community in Mexico is also very brave and resilient. And that brought us together. And I think that was the most important thing of the uh, world design destination. And the other thing is that the city got a recognition, no? And so you, we made the city aware that we existed, no? That there were creative minds living and working in the city, making important things that probably weren't in the governmental scene. And we were very lucky to, to get this gallery space at the Central Park in Mexico City, which now has become slowly like a reference for, for design and architecture exhibitions. And, and we're very proud of it because it's been a long way, a, a lot of work. 
And it's challenging you know, after 14 years, be fresh and have new things and, and keep on being interesting. One of the things that I was most impressed when I was at Design Week Mexico was the balance that you had of both local and international voices. Can you talk a little bit about your curatorial approach to being able to provide that for people to see and learn and be inspired by? Well, I think that it's something very important that we do in our programming. And uh, a couple of years ago, we, we invited Cuba, which has a very close local design scene. And we had this uh, super master designer woman, Clara Porcet, who was Cuban born and then came to Mexico and worked with Barragan. So we had the opportunity to do this exhibition about Cuban design. And for the first time out of the country, I don't know, it's the first exhibit that was done of Cuban design. But at the same time, we worked in that we have to come back with Claire and Odile for the U.S.'s guest country in 20. 20 and 21, which were the most complicated years in, in life to do like a country initiative. So we, we have to come back with a 2.1 version in the after pandemic world because we felt very tight and, and it was difficult to, to, to put it together. But also we work with the UK and it's always interesting to, to bring countries from or Italy or Germany or Switzerland, Brazil. It's very interesting to work with different countries that can share their best practices. And we always try to bring these important, recognized designers, but also young designers in, in that communities, which is something that inspires a lot the younger generations. You just mentioned the U.S. being selected as the guest country for Design Week Mexico 2021 and, and how challenging that was. Tell us a little bit more about what the guest country collaborations typically entail. We had Odile and Claire as co-curators, and we were working with the Launchpad and bringing designers, presented virtually a lot of uh, projects that we had the chance to have them last year. Finally, and, and to see them also, to meet the designers last year, also in, in, in November of was it October in New York. It was, it's a, a very nice experience because it's connecting. Now it's it being able to permeate to other communities, to enhance creativity, to find purpose in what other designers are doing, and to bring a more diverse audience to what designers are doing. I think that makes the project more sustainable, more human. It generates more opportunities. What do you see as some of the major events and programs that are going to take a place in the coming Design Week Mexico? What are you, what are you most looking forward to? We, we have a project that's called the Design House, which is like a show house. But it is, it's become very important because, as I was telling you, it's like the new Mexican home. The, the lot of most... This year, uh, last year, 80% of the products were, were Mexican, uh, talking from electrical or lighting or tiles or furniture or fabrics or accessories. And it was not the typical Mexican house that you have on your mind. But it, it gives you this perspective of, of what the Mexican designers are, are doing. Of course, one of our favorites, uh, it's a very inclusive program. It's vision and tradition. It's a result of a workshop and a residency program with designers from the guest country and local designers. 
with artisans' communities. So we've been reaching out to different states of Mexico and going to very isolated communities uh, of artisans. Most of them, which is a very interesting fact, are women who are preserving this tradition of, of doing day work or copper or sewing or a, a lot of uh, doing rocks or doing ceramics. And putting together the designer and the artisan has created something that it's very heartwarming for us as an organization because we're giving the opportunity to reach out to people who generally are not in the design scene. And for us, for this country, which the, the artisan tradition is something that's very alive, is something very important. And of course, it, we have Inedito, Inedit, which has three categories, no? the schools, the universities, professionals, and now what we call limited edition, which is where we reach out to designers who have a career starting. We help them with create their pieces, and we also give them an economical business financial education through a bank so they can grow their startups or their companies and be able to be in a more dynamic commercial way for the existence of their companies or their, their galleries. How do you go about choosing who you want to include in uh, Design Week Mexico? It's a difficult question because it always makes us stretch. We, <laughs> that we, to go out of your comfort zone is, is something that's difficult, but we try to be very honest with the people that uh, we're working and what we expect from them. Of course, we try to be very diverse and, and try to bring us more different voices as possible. And I think that our mission has been always to inspire you know, diverse young voices to create and to promote sustainable opportunities for what they're doing. And, and it's uh, something that we think it's very important to do in a platform like us, not to put the spotlight on the usual suspects, even the local important usual suspects here. They have their branding, they have their PR agencies, they have all these things that can work very easily for them. But you need to go and find the, the, the little guy, the one who's starting, who, who needs to, to have a platform where they can really grow and flourish. And for us, that's the vitamin, that's the seeds that we look to plant. You mentioned the goal of going beyond what people think is typical Mexican design. Can you talk a little bit more about what that means? You will see in, in the typical Mexican design is the, the care for the, what they're doing with local materials, how they're using those traditional, very old um, techniques that come from the pre-Hispanic roots or from the colonial time, and how this knowledge is being preserved in a contemporary way. And I, I think that and, and using the, these local materials, which for many years were out of fashion and, and out of use, it's created something very special for what the designers are doing here and the architects as well. Emilio, thank you. Thank you so much for giving us this insight into the really remarkable work that you're doing. I'd like to ask Odile and Claire to rejoin us so we can all talk together. Welcome back. Wanted Design and Design Week Mexico have been longtime collaborators. Tell us a little bit about some of the projects that you've worked on together and the things that have been most exciting and fulfilling. I have to say first that it was love at first sight. 
And we, I, I remember like yesterday, our, our first conversation and it was like, you know, you connect with people. It was long before Zoom. It was just a phone call and we automatically connect. And then they had the chance to visit Mexico. And it was like, we know them for, for all our lives, for me, for Marco, for Andrea. And they are very inspiring persons. I really think that we've created a very nice friendship and this friendship has flourished in, 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 in projects that we've shared and extraordinary human beings. Thank you, Emilio. And I want to add that Emilio actually initiated this because he came, I think, maybe the first or second year of Wanted Design. And one day, like you said, I, I totally remember this phone call. And you, you give us this phone call. We were at the gallery, Claire, you remember? And we discussed, and Emilio said, oh, I was at the show last May, and I really want to connect with you. I would love you to come to Mexico. And would you come in October? We could do things together. I think he initiated that. And we came, and same, I mean, it was love at first. I mean, we fell in love with uh, what we have seen the first time. We came back, we said to everyone, you have to go to Mexico. You have to go to Designing Mexico. First of all, you, uh, Emilio, Andrea, all your team, because it, it's about, again, it's about the people, right, first. Uh, so we really connected right away and trusted each other and really appreciated this exchange and this uh, invitation to, to, uh, to collaborate and to start this dialogue. We fell in love with Mexico. I mean, I personally, the first day I landed in Mexico City, I I thought, okay, I used to live in Paris, I live in New York, and Mexico could be my third. I could live in Mexico, I don't know. It was a mix for me of Europe and the cow of New York City. I mean, I loved it. So we started by just what we started to do, Debbie, is that Emilio and his team came to, to Wanted and to New York, and we started to go to Mexico. And then after a year or two, we understood, okay, this is what we should do. This is what will be meaningful for both countries and both organizations. And you first, uh, Emilio, started to bring Mexican as a group uh, exhibit at Wanted Design. You started to bring a few years in a row a group of very interesting high-end studio from Mexico. And, and then we started to say, hey, maybe we can bring also American designer in Mexico. And that's what we did. We did this little American design show. And, and then we worked with the school. So school was also super important to connect American school with Mexican school. So we participated in another Design Week Mexico with schools, so presenting American schools and Mexican schools. I mean, since then, it, it's just, yeah, growing with a, also for us a chance to, each time we go to Mexico, we meet with new, new studios. And I think when we go there now, we know so many people. And I think be able to create this bridge, that's the goal, to create the bridge between between design, between Mexico and, and New York City. It's so close. We thought, okay, we are so close. We see so many opportunities for Mexican studio in the United that we really have to continue to work on that. I, I love to hear about those defining moments in a person's life and career and practice, because you never know when your whole life is going to change based on one ser uh, serendipitous meeting. And it's so, I think, heartwarming to know that at any moment, any of these things can happen. Tell us a little bit about your plans for 2022 and the direction you're taking with Wanted Design and Design Week Mexico and the collaboration that we could expect to see later this year. This October that it's been, it, it seemed like I've never been to New York after two and a half years. 
it, it, I, it was like very surprising to go out into the world again. It's I'm taking a plane and I'm going to New York and you have to have your vaccination thing and, and, and what's going to happen, how is it going to be? And then we saw these Mexican companies that were exhibiting at the Wanted. And I was, and some of them, and all of them, no, came out of Design Week. I, I felt very heartwarming. It was a beautiful sensation with Carla Sofia, who's also been with us since the beginning. It was like, wow, no, they turn into adults, no, they're doing things here now. They're, they're companies and they have their projects and they're, they're growing. And, and it, it's really inspiring because sometimes, and I think that we can call Odile, Claire, you, myself, that we are cultural leaders for what we're doing. And sometimes the work of the designer doesn't have the sufficient spotlight and the recognition it needs for what an important job they're doing and how they are doing it because they are doing it with their hands. They're going to the local workshops. They're doing it very high-end craft in, in a very human way that it's not happening in the art world. The, 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 the artists now have now their producers who do their pieces and they just come with the concept and the dialogue, they're creating their things. But art designers are working with their hands and, and with a social conscience that, that is unique. And I think this is the DNA of our work. And even with these tough and difficult times, it has given us the energy to go through. Yeah, it's so interesting to see a lot of artists now in their studios with their team of of producers, as you mentioned, where there's a whole slew of people making the art based on the artist's ideas. But the hands of the artist aren't always as involved as they, they might be with the kind of work that you're talking about. You mentioned the challenges of working in this pandemic time, and it's been two years now. And the pandemic has really forced the design community to develop new ways to showcase ideas and products and concepts. Um, aside from the ability to be close in proximity, what are some of the challenges you're facing now in, in developing inclusive and diverse programs without being able to physically connect? Well, Dave, Claire, I think uh, for, for me, at, at least, I think that you have to be very active to what, what people want to, to bring to you. You have to be non-judgmental, no, because you, you have to try to be supportive and, and you have to be solution focused at the end. So you can deliver in, in these difficult circumstances. Yeah, we always start with, with a conversation with everyone. Either it is students who wants to do something or is looking for an opportunity or a big manufacturer is isolated in his world of making and finding a path to exhibit or to develop its business. So we always start with a conversation and we always, it's very custom, customized, I would say. And you see, Milieu, it's first starting by listening, listening. And then case by case, we find, okay, that's what you should do. This is how we can help you. It's uh, it's very personal. I mean, what, the way we operate uh, with Claire, it's, it's super personal. So we always listen and we always, when it's, when we can, we always try to find the good, the good fit, the good solution, the good contact, the good connection, uh, the good program uh, to make sure that whoever wants to participate or we help to find the right, the right solution, the right, again, the right um, program. I was just going to add, it's true that we were able to 
accomplish a lot, uh, even though we couldn't travel. But at the end of the day, Zoom is great, but it doesn't really replace the human connection. And, and we do miss going to Mexico. And Camilo said when we saw him in November, it was like, oh my God, like how, <laughs> how did he even make it there? <laughs> Whereas before it was kind of taken for granted that we could go to Mexico and they would come to New York and we would have this like annual rendezvous or biannual rendezvous to get together. And I think for designers, that's, that has been a challenge. Also, the designers we were talking about, the launchpad designers, the inedito designers, because it's one thing to be able to get on a Zoom, but it's not a thing to actually get to a, a design show. So we definitely look forward getting back to more of a normal schedule in our calendar where we go to Mexico in October and they come to New York in May. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> and you know something also that I would like to add? I think that this time of the pandemic and working in design, I think that has also created a lot of empathy for what designers are doing and to be more, to focus on not only on, on being diverse or honest, or being broader, but also to, to be focused on how you can take action in, in your platforms to, to really connect with the people, no? and, and, and help them organize and try to resolve the, the risk they're taking for what they're developing. That the show we had last year, I, I called it, it was done in captivity. All the pieces were, <laughs> were done and created in captivity. So it was an opportunity that we had that small window before uh, um, Christmas that everything was open and we could go out again. And we were thinking, this is really the end. Is it this, the end? And, and, and it has created a lot of empathy for the industry and for what we're doing, I think. just want to add one thing that I, I think we, we all realized is that everyone took the time to come up with projects that are much more, that have, that have behind more researchers, more meanings, more relevance, more responsibility, the way they are produced, the way they are designed. So I think at the end, and we saw it in November, the work that has been presented in November was really very qualitative. And I think maybe that's the positive side of this is that everyone took the time to just understand what is very what are the what are the main focus we have to, to have as a designer the responsibility they have to have as a designer and i again i think all the work that has been presented is much more finalized and much more embracing all the notions that we value of uh, sustainability of uh, design with social impact, of the responsibility of the designer, the, the, what we call conscious design, being a conscious designer. And I think that maybe helped to be really conscious designers. I'd love to know how, for the young designers that, that are listening, how can we make it more accessible for younger designers, upcoming designers to have a bigger presence in the major international design shows? The opportunity is there, like whether they are from Mexico, they want to be part of Inedito and be part of Design Week, or whether they want to be part of Launchpad at Wanted, which is now, as you said at the beginning, along with ACFF at the Javits Center. I mean, we do have these platforms available. Yeah, and competitions, awards, and things like that, they can apply to as well to, to get support, funding support. Yeah. 
And especially, I think these younger generations have tools that 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 are very impressive, you know, because we have one of the designers that, that showcased uh, a piece in this inedito, and he contacted through Instagram one producer and said, I'm doing this piece, but I would like to do it with a local designer and, and with local craftsmanship, but it's, it, it was conceived as, an, as a piece of an American designer, but he hooked up with a local designer and, and, and they've never met. They met when he came here to Mexico and they just do it everything through Instagram and, and Zoom and, and plans and, and a lot of things that are tools and new tools that, that I think that should bring us together in a more dynamic and strategic or with a larger vision of what we can do working together. Because I think that it's very important to have this feedback from different places and always being able to promote young designers it's very different because New York is an international hub for companies and designers and everything, economical, financial. Mexico City is different. You know, it's, uh, there's a lot of tourism now. There's a lot of people visiting Mexico City, like rediscovering the art scene and the gastronomic or, or the architectural things. But this is also something really new. Uh, people only came to Mexico City and stopped before they went to one of the resorts. So I think that all this will change in the future, hopefully. And, and also it helps us to give a better image of what we're doing as, as in this case, as neighbors and uh, as the same community, you know, because we all are in the same boat, different levels, different streams, but we all want to go to the same place. Well, NYC by Designs Festival is coming up later this year. I'm really excited about it. I'm so hopeful to be able to return to Mexico for Design Week Mexico again. And I really want to thank you so much for being able to join us today here on the mic and talk about your individual work as well as the collaborative work you're doing together. You're really making a huge difference in the world of design. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Debbie. Thank you. Gracias. <laughs> De nada. <laughs> thank you for joining us today on NYC by Designs the Mic. And thank you again to our guests, Odile Anno and Claire Bijola and Emilio Cabrero for inspiring us with their vision and their creativity. Join me next month to talk even more design on the mic. Follow at NYC by Design on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And please subscribe to the newsletter for the latest in New York City design.